Well, I guess that's the Clark Griswold way of getting warm. You just saw that movie recently, if you celebrate Christmas at all, right? And um, I, I like that scene. Well, one of the reasons um, that scene kind of scares me is because it reminds me is when I was a child, um, my dad, anytime we were up in the attic, and he built like, you know, floorboards and down the middle, but then you had, you know, the beams, and over there where there was, there was beams, but then there was like insulation balls, right? And it looked like something you could stand on, but he's like, don't ever stand on that. You will crash through the ceiling and crush to your death. I don't know if he said that, but that's what I heard, right? And so I'm like, that doesn't even sound right, but I was always too scared. Then when I saw that movie, I'm like, my dad is right. And, and, but the, the better reason I wanted you to, to see that scene is that is the life of somebody who, in what we're going to see today in Proverbs 3, leans on their own understanding. When we lean on our own understanding, it's like, it feels like it's going to work. It's going to work this time. And then, it breaks free. We had, uh, we're having two messages kind of as we enter the new year. I think it's hard, right? Like, it's hard to live in New England and do New Year's resolutions, right? It's like everyone's, oh, I'm going to get healthy. It's like, we just want to sit under a blanket and drink hot cocoa, right? Until May. And so it's a little bit hard. Uh, if you um, have said or thought this phrase, I want, or something like this, raise your hand. Boy, I hope 2023 is better. Anybody? Okay, a lot of us, right? Some of you had a great year, praise God, right? But most of us is like, oh. But we say that every year, right? Because every year has its struggles, every year has its challenges. And we say, like, I hope it works because most things are out of our control. But Bob talked last week about be content, right? Hopefully you're still content. You look contented, good. And then this week I want to look at, at Proverbs 3 and say, uh, there is something you can do. There is a strategy that you can do. It's to trust the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Let's pray. Lord, um, this is your word. This is your truth. I, I just thank you that we've already had the opportunity to sing praises together for our worship team and their wonderful um, leadership uh, in that, for Bob leading us to the Lord's Supper. Lord, I'm just thankful for um, just this family uh, full of different ages, different experiences, different baggage, different stuff, united by Jesus. I pray you take your word of truth and you would help us. Invite us in to trust you more today, tomorrow, this whole year, to make that our resolution. Trust the Lord with all of our heart. It's in Jesus' name. All God's people said? Amen. Hey, uh, I'll put it on the screen, but if you want to follow along in your Bibles or turn it on or whatever, just avoid Instagram, all right? Unless you're going to take a picture of me and say, best pastor. You're not, you're not going to do that, so let's not. Uh, so if you're opening to, to that, um, uh, while you're doing that, I just wanted to point this out. Some of you might have already seen, but uh, if you hurried by, get in the church today, uh, out in our Welcome Center. Uh, for starting next week, I uh, put together this study guide, because we're only going to be in Ecclesiastes for uh, seven weeks. If I went line by line, We'd have a church of three people by the time I was done. So uh, we're kind of looking at big sections together, and, um, and so it will be helpful. Again, this is not necessary. You don't have to. It's not to replace what you might already be doing. Um, but if you're like, oh, it's each week, it kind of gives you some questions and what we're going to be looking at, and you can read through that and say, what in the world is he going to talk about this week with this, right? Um, so hopefully, great promo. Thankful to Steve as always. And man, Patrick and his drone. Isn't that cool? Like... 
but not so cool when they told me on a rainy Tuesday morning that I had to walk the train tracks. I'm like, really? Any cost to us. It really means that, right? Um, and so uh, as we, we come to this, this is kind of what I'm thinking of is like a New Year's uh, uh, you know, resolution sermon. Uh, Proverbs 3, I'm going to really look at mostly verses 5, and mostly 5 and also 6. And, and a lot of you have memorized it. I know that. You have it on a coffee cup somewhere and a t-shirt. But I want you to go deeper today. But I want you to look, we're going to look at, because it's hard. In Proverbs, it's, it's hard to organize it exactly, right? It's very uh, short sayings, if you ever read Proverbs, um, of, of how to be wise, right? What, the, the way God wants you to do it. And then it often gives you general results. And I say that, it's not guaranteeing that, that life is never going to tragically break through to someone who's following God. It, we know that happens. But in general, when you do it God's way, it works out. It's amazing. Right? He's not some arrogant, like, do it my way or else. God, he knows the way, right, and the path. And, and he wants us, because he loves us, to be on that. Right? And, and so uh, Proverbs is, is like that. And, and I want to look just at the, the context that we see that. Because like we say here, context is everything. It's not really everything, but we say that. So you never take things out of its context. And in the beginning of Proverbs, um, most of the first half, it's, it's written from an old man giving it, or an older man, wiser man giving it to his son. This is how God wants you to do life. All right, so look with me. We're going to go through it quickly, and then we'll come back for that verse or two that I want you to see. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Right? So the path that we're looking at, that we want to be on, is shalom. Hebrew word for peace. Right? Peace, remember, shalom is, is, is a rightness with God and with one another. That's the path. And he says, I want you to have, have many years, right? Like, like years of life, length of days. But that, that sounds good, but if we're going to have that, we want it to be in shalom, right? I mean, don't raise your hand because the person might be next to you, but how many of us know some grumpy old people, Right? Because being older is kind of hard. You've seen some tough things. Body's breaking down a little bit. So like I always say, you get better or you get bitter. That's what happens. Right? So you usually put them in two categories, the old people in your life. You love them dearly because they got better. Or you're like, right? Because they got bitter. And so what we want is to get better. And what we want is the path of shalom in those days. Not just a little long time and be grumpy about it. Right? Shalom. And so he, he, he says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Verse 4. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Really, that's just repeating it, right? Favor with God and favor with one another. Shalom is peace. That's the path that, that we're looking for. Good hustle. Good hustle. I like that. Uh, verse, verse 5. Right? So this is what we're going to end up coming back to. So how do you get that shalom, that path of peace? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not do a Clark Griswold. Not in your Bibles. Don't look for it. Lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. Okay? So, so the path, it's, it's not point A to point B. A straight path means it's the right path. 
And as we'll see, sometimes it's a left-hand turn in your life. It doesn't seem straight, but it's straight because it's right, because it's God's. That's the point. That's the path you want to be on. And the only way to get there is to trust him, right? Verse 7, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Man, is there anyone who doesn't want that? <laughs> I mean, I don't want that. Of course you do, right? Verse 9, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Now, because we're talking about context, it's kind of weird. Is this going to turn into a, a New Year's tithing sermon, Jamie? No, I promise. I'm not going to pass the plates or anything. In fact, um, it, it isn't interesting when you're thinking about trusting the Lord and that, that all of a sudden we're talking about giving God our first and best. I have to say, and I say this with 100% conviction, over 15 years of full-time ministry, that, that you, that, that current church family, you are the most generous people I have pastored. And I've pastored some generous people. Right? But, but collectively, the things that you have done, like it's not something I feel compelled. Some of you need, need to work on it, no question. It's always some work in progress. But overall, that's not needed. Right? The, the generosity, whether it's first fruits of our money, first fruits of our time, big ways, small ways. I, um, uh, two weeks ago, the last time I preached, it was on Christmas Day, so a lot of you, you know, you were in your pajamas still. Um, but I, 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 I can't remember the point I was making. Um, I know you think I remember every sermon I ever preach. Usually I just kind of download it out once I preach it because my brain doesn't hold a lot. So, uh, but I, I put up a picture, if you were here, of my um, pine tree. The top of it had fallen down in the windstorm we had gotten. Um, and I was making some point about your life. And, and uh, afterwards, in the commons, uh, a guy came up to me, and I won't name him and embarrass him, <laughs> Phil Burma. Uh, he was here at the nine, and he'll probably never help me again. Uh, but he came up to me, and he said, hey, I got a week off. I'm going to come over. He actually lives a street over, very close to me. And, and he's like, I'm going to come over with my chainsaw. I'm going to cut that up. And, whatever, you know? and I think he just kind of looked at me and said, I don't think you should be using a chainsaw, to be honest. <laughs> so what a ministry that was. So he came. He came Monday morning. We spent four hours. He didn't just cut that up. He cut like five trees down. And he was like going crazy, right? And, and uh, uh, you know, I just got thinking about it. And he doesn't want to be embarrassed like that, but those are the small little things, and, and I didn't realize it worked that way. I'm going to show a picture of one of the dirty rooms of my house. Maybe one of you will show up and clean it. No, I'm not going to do it. But, but I, generosity, though, and here's why I, the, the point, I think, and the reason it's in this context, is that it's like a check engine light for you trusting God. It's one thing for me to say I trust God, but you are either giving your first and best time, money, all that, affections to the Lord or to you. It's one or the other. Right? I can say I'm giving it to God, and that's, how you, that's one of the ways you know. Right? Are you giving your first and best to you or are you giving your first and best to the Lord? And if it's falling more on you, you need some work to do on trusting God more. Right? Stop clutching onto your time and your money. Let me just finish this context and we'll get to the verse I really want you to see. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. So you want the word to make you sometimes go, ooh, right? Hearing a sermon, reading the Bible, in a Bible study, you're just like, ugh. That's God's beautiful, loving discipline. If a parent doesn't lovingly discipline their child, they turn into a whiny, spoiled brat. You don't want to be a spiritual, whiny, spoiled brat, I hope. 
And so, so it's part of trusting God is he will. He will speak into things and you go, ooh, let's not talk about that, right? But that's because he loves you, not because he wants to crush you with guilt. He wants you on shalom, the path of, of peace. So uh, I, I'm going to bring you back to this, to this verse that, again, a lot of you have memorized, and it is a great one to memorize and to put on a coffee cup to remind you, but I want you to see really what this is saying. When it says, trust in the Lord, trust in the the word trust is hard for us. In, in English, it can mean a lot of things. I trust you, you know, until you screw up, right? I trust you to a point. And the reason for that is people have, they've, they've kind of messed with us, right? People often prove untrustworthy. They fail us. They, they, just, they do things. And you know what's even worse is do you know um, who in the world has lied to you the most? You. We lie to ourselves all the time. We're not even, we can't even trust ourselves. We think we can that's the whole point of this message. But you can't, right? So, 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 so trust is hard. And when I tell you what trust really is, because this is an English translation, that word in the, in, in, in the Hebrew that this was written, it means something far greater than, yeah, I guess I trust you. It, it, it means actually, and, I'll, and I'll, let me show you what it means. It actually means to fall on your face before something. Boy, I hope the worship team wore clean shoes today. And, and, and so it's this posture. Like, like when you have this posture, like what are you going to do, right? It's, it's deep humility. It's I don't know what to do with my kids. I don't know what to do with that situation with my grand. I don't know why, why I lost that job. I don't know like, why I'm sick. or I don't know, but it's I'm trusting in you. It's this posture, right? So when you're thinking, I almost went into a push-up there, but uh, I'm not going to want to pull anything. When you're thinking, like, like, trust the Lord, right? What am I going to do this year? I want you to think like that. I don't want you to say, yeah, I guess I'm going to trust God. No, 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 no. I'm going to fall on my face before him. That's a lot. Right? That is a, 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 a lot to do because to trust someone, whether it's God or not, in that way is so hard because you, you want to hedge your bets. Like That's human nature. Well, I'll trust you, but I'll trust you, but. But here's what I want you to know. The key to the the path of shalom, the straight path, is that. And here's why, uh, yes, it's a lot to do that. But you and I, we are doing that. We're either falling on our face before and trusting the Lord, or we're falling on our face before ourselves. And I, I don't know about you, but me, I'm a moron. Like I take off my glasses, 98% of the time I can't remember where I put them. I want to be God. And especially when I get the clear kind now, I can literally be staring at them for five minutes and I still can't find them. Right? And, and I'm a moron. And happy New Year. But guess what? You're morons too. So will you just call me a moron? Compared to God, I'm not saying you don't have great things to offer. I'm just saying right? You walk into rooms and go, huh, why did I come in here? Like you're, I don't care how old you are. You've been alive for, think about in the history of humanity, and you've been alive for this t- tiny amount. And yet, and yet, when it comes to governing the world, I'm going to bow to my own understanding? That's way scarier than falling on my face before the Lord. And so when he says, trust the Lord, he says, trust the Lord with 
all your heart. Now, I, don't want, I went to seminary, and I don't want to flex on you guys, all right? Be, be a nerd. But the Hebrew word that you see translated all means all, everything. It's not a nuance. It's, that's, like that right there is mind-blowing. You want me to trust. It's one thing to trust the Lord in church or trust him with a little, you know, but like, like when I'll trust him with 10% of my finances. No, 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 that's what's the first fruits, but you're actually trusting him with all of it, or you should be. You should be trusting the Lord with all of your time, trusting him with your marriage, trusting him with your children, grandchildren, trusting him with your job or no job, right? It's all, and it's all your heart. That is not, I know in English we're like, oh, follow your heart, right? No, when you see in the Bible heart, it means who you are, deepest down in, your soul, your intentions, your affections, your, your vision for your life, your, your, your passions, the things you want so deeply, the things you're good at, the things you're not good at. All of it is your heart. It's everything. It's your kids. It's people you love and your family and your, na- your heart. And he says, I want you to trust all of that, all of it with the Lord, right? Not your own understanding. You see, and I know, because I know a lot of you, a lot of us here, we do trust the Lord to a point. Right, it's, it's uh, let me give you a classic water illustration for you, right? And so I want you to imagine this water in this pan is trusting the Lord, falling on your face before him. Now, this is us. Piece of paper, okay? And I'll show you, because I know it's hard for some of you where you're sitting, right? And, and for a lot of us, it's there, right? It's, it's, it's just on the surface. We're getting wet, right? We're trusting the Lord. It's, it's certainly better than nothing. But that posture right there is, well, if it goes badly, I can get out. If it takes a turn, Lord, that I don't like, well, I can, I can go right back to my own understanding. <laughs> Clark Griswold, right? But, but in, and some of you, man, you've been following the Lord for 50 plus years. <laughs> and so maybe you're deeper than that. But sometimes it depends on the season of our life, right? Sometimes it's like, man, today I am fully, but other days, I don't know, I'm hedging my bets. The, the goal with this, trust the Lord with all your heart, is to go completely in, right? To saturate yourself to where there is no other solution. Do you know how freeing it is? How much better you'll sleep when you're like, I ain't governing this universe. Like, yeah, things are hard sometimes, but the Lord's got it. He's got my child. He's got that situation, my marriage, my bank account, the world. It's getting crazy. You think the Lord's off his throne? If you were on the throne, we'd be scared. If I was on the throne, you better be scared. We trust the Lord is on his throne. With all your understanding. Do do not lean. So instead of trusting the Lord, leaning on your own understanding. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's that's the the whole point. Because when we do that, when we uh, lean on our, our own understanding, what we end up doing is we're, we're trusting not just kind of us, but we're trusting what our culture says is true. And I don't know if you know this, but we now live in a culture that has figured it all out. We're woke, they call it. That means we've awoken. We have redefined Everything. And every messy culture before us, they're all wrong. 
Every culture that's come before us thought the same thing, by the way, right? But if we're not careful, it educates us. Here's what most people do. We decide in our hearts, our own understanding, what we think is right and good. We get people around us that agree with us, right? I'm not going to hang around with a bunch of people who disagree with me. And then we talk to each other about how much smarter we are than everybody else. And then we decide, I need a little spirituality, right? So we find a God or gods or systems that agree with us. Don't you dare disagree with me. Kind of push back on me. That's why, I'm just being honest, why Eastern spirituality is so big in our culture today. Because it's a, it's a buffet. I'll take that. I'll take that. Oh, I don't like that. That's okay. I'll take that. And then we think we have truth. And all we're doing is leaning on our own understanding with a little bit of, a little bit of spirituality on and that can happen real, real easily. Like, I, it's, I, I've told you a story before, but it's been a while. Before I was a pastor, I was working at a college still, and I had a friend, um, and uh, her and I, we were eating in the cafeteria lunch on our lunch break. And she knew I was a Christian, so she's like, you know, I think I need some kind of religion in my life. I'm like, yeah, you do. And she goes, is there like a website I can go in and type in what I believe and think, and it'll say what I am? And I'm like, that is not how this works, Right? But I, I get that's how most people think. She was just expressing it. But that's not how it works. It, it, instead, it's understanding that it's God's direction. I want you to imagine you're driving a car, and you're in a city you've never been. It's a, it's a busy city. It's hard to figure out. And you're going to this function uh, at this restaurant. And with you, in the passenger seat, is that family member or friend, you know who I'm talking about, who are so overconfident with directions, they always know where to, how to get there. You know who that is, right? Don't look straight at me if they're next to you, all right? And if you're like, I don't have that person because I always know where I'm going. Guess who you are? Right, so, so you're, you're in the car and, and you're like, man, maybe I should throw this in Waze or Google Maps or something, and, and you know, your buddy, he's like, oh, don't waste a battery of your phone. I got this. You're like, have you ever even been to this city? Well, like 15 years ago, but I remember. <sighs> so you go, and you take all these wrong turns, and you're like, you're going to be late, right? And then finally, he's like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's straight ahead that way. And, and you go, right, and you stop in this, like, like, traffic, and there's construction, and nobody's moving. And you look out the, your, your window, and you see a construction worker who's on break, I know that never actually happens, but just, just pretend. And, and you roll down your window, and you say, because he looks like he kind of knows his way around, and you ask him where this restaurant is. And he goes, well, yeah, if you stay straight, you'll get there in like 45 minutes because of this mess. But he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll get you there in five minutes. You take that right, and you go down two intersections, then you take a left, and then you take another left, and on the corner will be that restaurant, you'll get there in five, seven minutes. You're like, sweet. So you roll up the window, you turn to your passenger, and you're like, what do you think? Now, listen to me. Go keep going straight. Who are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to the person who's clearly wrong, never been there? Or are you going to listen to the person that lives there every day? All I'm saying, what I think this Proverbs 3 is saying, is are you going to trust the culture, yourself, who's never even been in this neighborhood, or are you going to trust the one who made the neighborhood? It's always in the neighborhood. Knows where to go. And the path of shalom is the right path, but it's not always the straight path. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about you guys. You ever have like a couple left-hand turns in your life, and you're like, really, Lord? 
It's not supposed to go down like this. I've told you, <laughs> told you before. I went undergrad uh, degree, and I was convinced I was going to be the greatest sports broadcaster ever. I'm still convinced I could have been that. Nobody else agreed with me, but I still think that. And, and I, man, I sat on that path. I was at good old Curry College where I, um, I announced, like, every, all of our sports teams were terrible. And I broadcasted them all, except for boys soccer because I played on that terrible uh, team. Uh, I, I, softball, football, hockey, have you ever tried to do that? I did them all. I, I had my own call-in show. Eight people listened, but it was awesome. I made tapes when I graduated. I sent them out to like 70 different places. I was sending them out to radio stations in Arkansas. I was engaged. Heather's like, I ain't moving to Arkansas. What are you talking about? No, this is my dream, right? Sent all these places. And I got one letter back. It was a form letter that basically nicely said, yeah, we don't want you. It's the only response I got. And I'm like, how could this be? Looking back, that twisty turn that God brought me obviously had a very, very different path. He wanted me to talk, just not about sports. He had a different path. A lot of you look back and you're like, oh yeah, he had a different path. See, that's why you got to trust him. Because if I stop trusting him and I start trying to make my own path, it's just going to end up crashing to the ground. But man, when when I trust the Lord, even the twists and turns that are going on in your life right now, you're going to see he's got a reason for them. Trust him with all of your heart, and your paths will be made straight. I, you know, the, the beautiful thing about Proverbs is as much as it's God's truth, it's a shadow of the truth that we have, the wisdom that we have, right, in Christ. Let me just give you one verse that Paul wrote in Galatians 2.20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. That's a lot. Crucifixion? Now, he doesn't mean he actually got crucified, right? But because Jesus died and was crucified in Paul's place, in Jamie's place, in your place, right, you are now dead to your old life of sin. It's gone. He says, he says I, 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 it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave gave himself for me. Here's why I brought out that verse. As Christians, when we say trust, right? When we say trust and fall on our face, we're falling on our face before the Lord Jesus Christ. We're saying, right, that that I'm trusting you. And the reason you can is because look how much he loves you. He gave himself for you. Like, Like he, nobody's ever loved you more than him. You can't even love yourself as much. Jesus, he was crucified for you. So Paul says, so now I can die to myself and I can live by faith, right? That's the whole picture of that is in baptism. That's why we completely immerse you, right? You go down, dead to old life, come up to new life. It's a celebration of faith and trust and now a process. And that's why, like I said, even if you've been following Christ for 50 years, (laughs) you need this. Because it's a constant pull, isn't it? Like, I'm trusting Christ. Ooh, I'm trusting in myself again. Why am I doing that? Constant pull. And that's why the only point for you this New Year's is trust the Lord with your whole, lot, whole heart. 
Man, I, this is a great, I didn't mean for this, great appetizer for Ecclesiastes, which we start next week. Same writer, so it makes some sense, Solomon. But it's like this wisdom to, it only makes sense when you trust and fear the Lord. <laughs> if you don't, it's not going to make sense. It's going to seem horribly tragic and meaningless. But remember, when we lean on our own understanding, it means we're trusting in our culture. I, you know, we put a lot of content online, so we get comments at times. <laughs> and sometimes they're, they're just good questions, but a lot of times it's this weird scorn. You idiots, you believe in a fairy godmother in the sky, and they're so confident. They're like that moron next to you in the car. You're like, listen, you don't know where you're going. Like, I don't want, I don't want to be, I'm not angry with you because you don't agree with me, but I just wish you would understand that whatever view of the reality you have, that there, you have no clue, right? But that's our culture. Like, you watch any, pretty much any movie, any show, and I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying the general message is follow your heart. Follow your dreams. They'll all come true. Have they? How's that working out? <laughs> right? I mean, you even have pastors who will do it now, Right? It's all within you. No, it's not. You need Christ. You need to trust the Lord, and it's so freeing to do that. So what does that look like? What does that look like? Like if I'm going to actually trust Christ in this year, today, tomorrow, this year. Well, it's, it's, it is activities, right? I mean, you, you're not going to do that without this, right? I hope you don't think so. I mean, I... I, I tell you this all the time. I, I love books about the Bible, devotionals, theology books. Love them. I don't even have enough shelves for the books I got, right? Most of them I haven't read yet, but, you know, I got them. I love them. They cannot replace this. If you only have so much time, this. Study Bible. What just, I know you're not going to understand everything, just keep on, because it's alive and it's active. And you will read this, maybe by yourself, or in church, or with a small group of people, and you'll be like, ooh, and he's bringing you more. Trust me. Don't trust yourself. Trust me. It's filled with morons who trusted themselves and realized they can only trust God, just like us, right? Very important. Prayer. Did you think I was going to come up with a bunch of new things for you today? Like, ah, I'm not really good at praying. How about the guy who said to Jesus, I believe, help me with my unbelief. That's a beautiful prayer. One of the best prayers in the Bible that you can say. You'll be a prayer warrior in no time. Just talk to him. Lord, I don't trust you with my kids. I want to, but I'm, I'm really having, that's a prayer. You're praying. You're praying. Like one, one of the things that I know some of you are going to go, ugh, don't bring it up. But one of the things that I found um, recently is, has been really helpful for me is fasting. And I'm not saying fast for a week. Skip a meal. That hunger feeling you feel, it reminds you to pray. <laughs> you pray, you're like, like I, I, I'm not just hungering for food, I'm hungering for you. Maybe some of you, it's get baptized. You've never been baptized. You're like, wow, I don't want, just Trust God. That's why it's such a beautiful thing. You just go under the water. You're like, wow, what a picture. Maybe it's worship. That's why we gather with each other. It's done in community, not by yourself. Right? Maybe, I don't know. 
what it is for you. Maybe it's all those things, a couple of those things. Those are the type of things, as we do them over a long period of time, we sink deeper and deeper and deeper and fall on our face before the Lord. All of your heart. That's a good New Year's resolution. You can do that and sip hot cocoa under your blanket, I promise you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for each person in this room, those online with us as well. Thank you that you've made us in your image. Thank you for the uniqueness of each of us, the uniqueness in how you've made us, what we look like, our culture, our family. You've made us this way. (laughs) It's so beautiful. But I thank you, Lord, that you have made us to be a people to trust you. I thank you for those, the many in this room, who have trusted in Jesus. I pray, though, for those especially who haven't, would you put a spirit of faith in their heart to know, Jesus, you died in their place. You, you died. You love them so much. You gave yourself for them. That today, they would submit in faith to you as Lord and Savior. The next time we celebrate Lord's Supper, they'll be able to join us. Lord, I pray for those who need to be baptized. I pray for those who are believers but need to get back to reading their Bibles or, or get back to focusing on praying or, or, or being with people who, who, who know you and, and love you and worship you like we are right now. Convict us, show us, give us wisdom. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing to him. Let's stand.